it's it's the most childish out of the three. That's why it's good. What do you what do you mean? I'm about to fight you. <laughs> Ding is, dong, your is... opinion is wrong. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that Dream like revealed himself? Like he, hashtag put he the mask back revealed. on. No, dude. no, I'm just kidding. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Cut that out. Give me redo that. Bro, chill. Did, did you see? You're so loud. Pull the mic back. Did you see that when he did that, everyone was like, "Please cover up your face." Yeah, it was. The, <laughs> That's so the no, I feel like I feel like he just he terrible. just looks like a normal human being. Oh, he's like the most normal. But no, everyone I know. Was like, why did, why, roast him why for did it? everybody think that like because dream fandom fandom like sexualizes everything. And so, so they, they think were that he's like super they were attractive. That he was going to be like the next Ryan Reynolds. But why would a guy who willingly covered up his face for multiple years to build a fan base? Why would they think that he's any more attractive than a normal person? Because totally. he has a cool mask. His mask is like MS Paint Square. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not even that cool. I it's, don't know. It's literally just MS Paint. Pe- people I, like to use their imagination. That's all. I was listening to a podcast. And it was with one of the, because the, he does like role plays, right? Where it's like, he does like um, GTA role plays mm-hmm. and like they do like houses and stuff. But the girl who plays his wife in the game, like went on a podcast and was talking about it. She had FaceTimed her right before he went live to go reveal his face. And she was like, oh, you look normal. That's crazy. I was <laughs> in my head. I was like, I don't know if that's, a, I don't know if she meant that as a compliment or not. Cause yeah, it's like, it seems, like, it seems oh. so backhanded. But <laughs> after everything that came out on Twitter, that is definitely a compliment because some of that stuff on there was foul. Ruthless. He, but he just looks normal, oh, like yeah, most totally people. Normal. No, completely normal. But I don't know. Like, well, what are they trying to look for? I just, I don't know. I, I mean, the reason people, the YouTubers keep their face hidden is so that people can all have their own unique imagination of what they look like. I think it's right. more so, so that they, it, they don't get recognized in public like Hannah Montana. True. Hannah Montana started that trend. Honestly, she did. An icon for that, to be honest. What a legend. Miley Cyrus. Also, to build a fan base, everyone likes to have their own unique imagination. Mm. Or, like, image of what that person looks like. Like, so many big YouTubers kept their face hidden for so long. I think it's an amalgamation of all those things. Like, the privacy reason, for sure. But also, like, there is, like, this element of mystery when they're like, oh, like, I really like this person, but I have no idea what they look like. And then people start Mm. being like, what do you think they look like, you know? Yeah, and also, I think... Like, like, this is what Prince wanted to do, right? He, like, wanted to be a symbol. Dream, for the longest time, he was a symbol. Like, everyone recognized Kinda, yeah. Dream as, like, his icon. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you're trying to be, like, more of, like, culture piece than, yeah. like, an individual person. Prince literally changed his name to a symbol. Yeah. He w- didn't have a name, but then he realized it was stupid because when people introduced him, it was the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Yes. Like, it didn't make any sense anymore, um, <laughs> which is why he didn't he, he went back, right? I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he changed Yeah, he back. changed it back. Yeah, he went back to Prince was born in the building that my high school's in. Really? No way. Yeah. So wait, so he, he was, was born, born in, in the high school? It used to be a hospital, and then they completely tore everything out and put a high school in it. Is That's it like so is it still like a hospital on the outside? Uh, no, it's just like a big building downtown Minneapolis. That's cool. That's Probably epic. Do you want to shout out your high school? Yeah, shout out your high school. Shout out Hope Academy Minneapolis. Hope Academy That's Minneapolis. So also, was it a private Christian school? It was, mm. but it's very diverse. Imagine it's not going cool. to imagine not going to giant public school. Yeah, I kind of. Wish I did that. Did you um, go to public school, Zach? Till like grade six, I went to. It wasn't. It wasn't giant. It was like a demonstration school, mm. which basically means like when they had new learning techniques, they would run it through the demonstration schools to see how students like applied their skills. To it. So it was like a, it was it. like an academy or kinda, like an experimental. Kind of. And there was there was only like three hundred and fifty six kids. So you were an experiment. I was. I On was the low an key. experience. But my I was school, an experiment for sure. Look how you turned out. Yeah, I mean, we should all get experiments done a little more. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, and then I was homeschooled. 
Okay. Uh, was was that because of like your acting stuff? Yes, that's okay. that's, that's fair. That that makes sense. I was in public school from kindergarten all the way to twelfth grade. I only did private school. I went to a private Christian school for my like preschool, but that every preschool was private. Oh yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. bougie. <laughs> my parents told me like we saw the tuition at Ontario Christian and we decided not to go. And I was like, well, that makes so much sense. That's See, crazy. my school was all like donor based because it was like main. It was like ninety percent low income families. Oh really? That's super. So it was that's like so it dope. was like the private school that had no money. Donors would like pay tuition and stuff. Yeah. So like we had a event every week or every not every week every year that was called like the Evening of Hope. Where like all these like huge like and former NFL players like celebrities would like come and they'd like pitch like spend money on these kids. Very cool. It was super cool. Did, were they spending money on the kids? Yeah, I mean every student that needed like financial like help? financial help would get it fully covered. That's, that's so amazing. Really cool. And so that's why the school was like extremely diverse because anyone of any background could go that's any price. The coolest private christian school I've that's ever a dope christian that, that's like the that's a def, that's what a christian school should, should be. be oh it's 100 percent. and like the model is expanding across the whole u.s no. oh really that's yeah. awesome that's so cool but to make it cooler the Did mighty you, ducks was filmed at my school like the, like the, the, like the, the, the outdoor pond was what? my park what that was what that was the park that my school is why do you get to have all the cool experiences so prince was born in my school and the mighty ducks was filmed there you also know a producer in hollywood that you talked about yeah, he, he grew up with my mom. But to make Mighty Ducks cooler, I want to talk I, about the Mighty Ducks still. Okay, fine. Go back to Mighty Ducks. We'll come back to this. I don't. I like. I barely know him. Like, oh, I've never talked to him. Oh, we'll okay. come back to so it. It's still cool. Okay. Mighty Ducks. One of us. Mighty weren't Ducks. one of us in the Mighty Ducks? Mason, was it you? Zach, if you're about to flex on me, I'm gonna be so pissed off. Or if it's Jonah, I'm gonna be so pissed off. <laughs> Do you not know this story? I, I, know the story. Are you were you were in Mighty Ducks? I was in the TV show. Oh, the the like game the changers. The game changers. Yeah. Wait, like, were you in it? In it or yeah, like background character? Yeah, I was character? a character. No, uh, I can't remember my name, but like one of the girls, uh, she's like in this Indian family, and then she plays on the hockey team, and I play her older brother that goes to Harvard. So like in the episode, I wear like a Harvard sweater. They give me like a cake that says Harvard on it. It's super fancy. Do you have lines? Yeah, bro. What? Why have I not seen this? I, I need no to look it up too. I don't really like to talk about it. But like, literally, like they would cut cake. We would have to eat the cake, and then they'd say cut, and they just bring out a new cake. How many cakes did they have? Well, it was like kind of a longer scene, and so like we'd do all the scenes prior to the cutting, se- the cutting sequence, mm. like before, so we had it. But we did the like <laughs> they brought out like six cakes, six, and they were like nice cakes, and they all tasted good. Why so, are you? Wow. Why are you in? Why are you in film school if you're already in the industry, Zach? Well, like, genuine question. Because the thing is, acting isn't, like, very much... It's not a very stable career until you're, like, you know, very well-known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, like, gigs are very, like, far and few between. Whereas, like, I'll be really busy and then I, like, won't work at all. I want to be in the industry so that I can, like, produce movies, you act know. Act in them. I would love to also act in them. A lot of actors do that. Like, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He didn't get his big break till Deadpool. Like he was, he was pretty well known still, but mm-hmm. not as a leading man until Deadpool. And yeah. he produced that. Yeah, and then also like um, George Clooney produces all of his movies. Like The Rock, even though all of his, all of movies, his movies are the same, like yeah, he produces it's just all of them. The Rock being <laughs> muscular. The Rock being muscular is all yeah, of like his movies. Yeah, the, like the plot line for The Rock is in the jungle. I think that Dwayne Johnson <laughs> the Rock has been very can fly, very very good at being the Rock in every movie. I no, think, I think like, that's, he's I a think superb he's, actor at. Being the rock. No, yeah. he he's really good at what he does, which is being a very large, muscly man yeah. that can peck pop. That's correct. The peck pop of love. The peck pop <laughs> raised me, basically. Dude, the journey to the mysterious island. There's a whole scene that is centered around 
No. Him peck pop. Go ahead, throw a berry at me. Throw a berry at me. Throw a berry at me. And the, and the, and the, it bounces off. But it's a CGI berry that no, flies yeah, past like the three, camera. No, that's because they made it for 3D. If you watch it in 3D, which I did, it goes <laughs> out into the screen. <laughs> I was like trying to bite it. I was like, I, like, I couldn't quite get it. That's a big berry. <laughs> but like, so that's the reason. Like, I want to be able to produce shows because like, I want to like create quality content okay. and like eventually own a production company where I can like. Give, like give opportunities to people that deserve them. That's dope. Because I know a lot of people that like deserve those opportunities, but like don't. Mm. Or like I know a lot of friends that have like amazing like writing story ideas. Producers may be like, I like this, but let's change a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't really want to be the kind of per- producer that's like, I'll pick up your idea if I get to change it. I'm the exact same way. So like, I want to own my own production company as well. Um, that's like the long term goal. Yeah. And I just want because I want to write and produce my own stuff. Yeah. Because if if you give it if you sell a script, that script is probably gonna be just hacksawed yeah by a different creative who doesn't understand your vision exactly and like that's why quentin tarantino produces his own films because he can make it the way he wants and it shows you that i mean obviously like when you're dealing with amateur writers it's a lot harder to get things produced the way you produce them because it's like that can't be done we can't do that like we're not going to give this much money to this film totally so it's hard but like Quentin Tarantino produces his own films and they're long and they're dramatic and they're violent and they're they're his style and I don't think I don't think Inglorious Bastards uh The Hateful Eight Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would have been made if it was written even even if it was the exact same script that got produced that got nominated for Oscars I don't think it would have been produced by by a film by a company like, if he I was an amateur writer I don't writer. think anybody would have picked up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if no, someone like if one of us were to have pitched that Yeah no no, you know? Django Unchained, they would have been like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, that's one of no the greatest way. movies of all time. I love that movie. It's a great movie. You know, like, Fantastic. it's phenomenal. But you're exactly right. Like, that's kind of why I want to produce as well. And, like, if I had to pick somebody I want to be like, it'd be like Tyler Perry. Top to bottom production. Top like, to bottom production. Like, mm-hmm. he has his own studio, he makes his own movies. Like, yep. he stars in some of his own movies. But, like, ultimately, he's in full creative control of what he's producing. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to do that for my own projects, but also facilitate that in other people's projects or in other people's stories that I think deserve to be told. Yes, I think that's a that's a really good goal. Yeah, I think I think everyone has that. Not everyone, because not everyone's like that ambitious. But it is I a think, pretty ambitious I think, goal. I, it is a really ambitious goal. Like when I set out to do this, I was like, "Am I ever? Is this ever going to even happen? Am I ever even going to totally. be a cinematographer? Period. Like, yeah. let alone own my own studio. Yeah, no, and completely." But at the same time, like, set your goals high. Yeah. And, like, if, if you miss the moon, you land on the stars. I love that quote. And, like, one of the other things I really want to do, like, I want the production company to be, like, the main source of income. But I want it to be, like, a stable enough source of income that I could open up another branch. I have a lot of different, like, ideas and, like, different facets I want to pursue mm. at some point. Mm. Let me that guess. L- fashion? Yes. That's yes, what I was going to say. I'm telling you. That yeah. was literally the next thing I was going to say. Like, fashion. You know, like, I would love to do, like a, like, a really cool faith-based clothing company. Really, like we have like fear of God, but like it's super yeah. expensive. You have fear of God. You have th- you have God. Jesus loves you, which is just the same design on a T-shirt. Basically, over and, over and like so, I want to do no something that's cool. Them. No, just, totally. Yeah, uh, but I want to do something like that, and like I kind of have this. I have like two goals that I really want to pursue. One of them being, I would love to have like a charitable organization that has like kind of like a YMCA that like provides music lessons, dance lessons, and like things that facilitate growth in the arts mm. for kids and families that can't afford it. Yes. Because, like, growing up, like, dance and music especially are super expensive. They're so hard to get into. So hard it's and super expensive. Only second to, like, race car driving. No, exactly. It's so hard to get into the to, – to do, like, young child, like, well-done well, well done dance lessons. You know, yeah. and, like, it's also and super – acting lessons, singing it, lessons. Yeah, exactly. Acting lessons, same thing. Like, it's super expensive. And, like, 
growing up, like my parents, like they couldn't afford to put me in the dance till I was like 12 years old. Mm. So I was basically learning off of YouTube, mm. you know, for the most part. And so like, I would love to have a, like a building or like a branch of these organizations that like get their money from like a production company or that kind of thing or charities or whatever that we can just be like, hey, I can bring in people from the industry that I know that are like fantastic teachers to like teach these kids that couldn't afford dance or music the arts because the arts are so important. Yeah, Ooh. which is like, I, I don't get it when people say like, oh, well, I'm going to like schools are cutting the arts like the art because it's always the arts are the first to go, which yeah, totally, I, which people are like, well, that's not like a super like not super productive careers because we need engineers and we need those kind of people, which I kind of somewhat understand. But at the same time, like we always talk about like mental well-being and health and the best way to express yourself is through artistic talents. A hundred percent. And because you're using a whole different side of your brain. Mm-hmm. People who like to paint if you cut their painting class, like suddenly they lose that, that, that form of expression where they think abstractly. And now they're in like this, now they're in like an engineering class or like a math class. And they're saying like, this is how it works. There's no other way. Totally. I just think like arts in general are such a like healing and like empowering, like Mm, field that like even people that don't play music, love music and are influenced by some way. Like the music industry is massive. The thing is like when it comes to schools, cutting things like usually like sports get the most money. Which completely makes sense because like our sports industry is huge, and I personally love sports. Oh yeah, but it's like because it makes the most money back. Totally, it football's makes the, football's gonna make ticket football, sales. Yeah. You know, football's gonna make ticket sales. One kid singing a song might not, you know, pay back in the long term unless it's like Shawn Mendes or Justin Bieber. Yeah, but it's still equally as important. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's funny because you say that, and it's like the the football team gets the most money, and the star quarterback gets like the most fame at the time. Um, or like not not the most fame, but like the most like, I guess he's like that's the quarterback of the football team, yeah. and everyone knows his name. Prestige. If like twenty years later, like a, a alumni from the school makes it big in the industry, like oh no one cares about this person. It's like I go to the school where so and so went. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't even matter if that like because most of those kids aren't even gonna make the NFL. That that quarterback I hate to say it, is probably not gonna make the NFL. Oh no but chance. Yeah. I have yeah. this feeling that probably that theater kid or that um guy who's playing the violin in the music room every day is probably gonna end up being a composer or probably gonna end up being on Broadway. Like that just how just how it goes. It's part of the course. You always have one really good person in every in every program. Totally. And if they're driven enough and they're motivated enough to the point where people call them weird. Yeah. Like that is. And I mean. And maybe I'm talking a little bit out of myself, but. No. Like, that's just that's just how I feel sometimes. I just think who is in charge of getting to say whose dream and passion is more important than the other, and to base it off of which one's gonna make the most money isn't necessarily fair. That's true. And yeah. it shouldn't be like, oh, you only get to pursue this if you have enough money to pay for it. Also, shouldn't be a factor in like mm-hmm. if they get to do it. You know, that's that's what that's the problem with like a lot of sports now, especially. Yeah. There's a lot of sports that can only be pursued by a certain group. Yeah. Because of how much they cost. Mm-hmm. And um. Like access to equipment and totally. stuff. Totally. Yeah. And like lacrosse. Yeah, lacrosse. Um, football. Football, golf. Uh, F1, like motorsport. Any sort motorsport, of racing Motorsport sport. is extremely hard to get into. Like so Lewis, you need a lot of money. Lewis Hamilton talks about how his dad like worked three jobs to just keep up, to just have enough to ma- maintain the go-kart that he races as a kid. I have a friend that go-kart races, and like it is so expensive to be a go-kart racer. And you don't think it would be, but like... Tires, cars, maintenance, like, to get into these competitions, it's a crazy expensive sport, which makes it highly niche in, like, who's actually allowed to participate. So do you think, obviously we talk about, like, the top 1% of, like, F1 drivers, and, like, they're, like, they're the best in the world. Do you think that there are people out there that if they had been, they had have the money, it could have been a lot more? It could 100%. Been... Okay. Oh, I mean, if if everyone had the same amount of money on Earth, 
there'd be probably a completely different group of people that are in the professional sports. I and, completely agree. Uh, mm-hmm. The arts, even like, uh, who's a who's an artist who started off pretty rich? Like, uh, any Kanye. Any kid ar- Kanye. Kanye was producing music before he even started making. Yeah. Kanye did not start rich. I mean, in terms of like when he started his own music career, like yeah, he, no, he was producing. That was a terrible example. Okay, probably that was a really bad example. <laughs> Kanye started producing his music, and like I know it's obviously controversial, but like Kanye started producing music like in his car, selling beats to rappers, and then he would like walk into like big time label like record labels, and he would play it for everyone in the room till someone was like, "Okay, I'll buy that beat." Okay, maybe I was just I was just a awful terrible. example. But that like, was an awful example. Someone, Zach's mad at me now. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I'm just like that's so false. <laughs> But, like Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yeah, she was a daughter of what? Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, yeah. you know, like, that one girl. Maya Hawk, daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. Yeah, like you they, know, like, they are automatically getting an advantage. an advantage that no one else would have because of their parents. parents. Which you know, w- the Smith family, although they have like worked to like make their own name, but it's like, come on. The Kardashians? Yeah. The the worst part is is that it would irritate me more if these people weren't good at what they do. Like Maya Hawk is a good actress. Yes. The Kardashians they're really good at being controversial and re- yeah. good on. They're good on yeah, reality TV. <laughs> I love them. Like Miley Cyrus, even though she kind of has fallen off the world as of recently, she was she was selling records like nobody's She's business so a few oh, yeah. years ago. So it's like it. It would be so much easier to take a jab at like. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Do you think there's someone that has that? Yeah, same I was just about to say what? that. Like you don't think deserves it. I don't. Oh, um, uh, Latifi. Who? What? <laughs> uh, Latifi from F1, Dresser Williams. Oh. oh yeah, that man does not deserve that. A man does not deserve a seat. Yeah, no, but okay, I, it just makes me, <laughs> I, it, it makes you think though that if these people who already have an advantage are good at what they do, there's someone better that doesn't have that advantage. Exactly. See, and the thing is, like, we get those stories every once in a while, like the Blind Side. You know, we find those stories yeah. where people discover someone like who's crazy talented. But the thing is, like, those are more rare occurrences than if everybody had the same opportunities. Mm. You know, you'd find those stories way more often because there are people that have like gone through more struggle that like want it more than some of the people that just get it handed to them which sucks to even think about because we we totally do have like if people say there's no there's no wealth inequality in america like that's just wrong like we do have major wealth inequality and major wealth gaps and that's across the world too it's not just isolated to america i just think there are so many people that are working jobs that they hate that could be doing something else if they had not necessarily if they had like the super if, if like someone gave them a handout if it was just like they had the opportunity to express themselves and not be told like you need to make money i think that that's super they would be able to do something very well like i know a lot of people in my high school because you know in high school i don't know if it was the same thing for you at least in california it was like you got to go to college 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 and it was like j- like jamming this idea of in your in your head like you got to get straight yeah. as if you, if you get a single b like you're gonna fail you're gonna never gonna do a good school you're never gonna go anywhere po- you're never gonna make anything of yourself and then it was like you got to get a good like you got to get a good job you got to get this and that and that i always i always was unsettled by it because i was i thought in my head that you know high school is where you're supposed to kind of like just find who you are and like what you want to do Totally. There were people going into high school that already knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. And they stuck with that. I changed my idea of what I was going to major in in college three different times. I didn't decide on film until midway through my junior year. Yeah. Like right before I was going to apply this stuff. Totally. So it's like we are expecting these kids to make a, deci- a life-changing decision and feel like they can't get out of it when they're what, 17? Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. And then it's like someone who's really, 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 really good at theater or painting or whatever, or like really good at producing music. Like the world tells them, no, you don't. That's not going to make you money. A hundred percent. Being a civil engineer is going to make you money. Like that's what's going to make you money. And a lot of the problem is 
a lot of parents agree with that. It's like, why are you going to go pr- pursue this? Especially if you're a first kid. Yep. Like I have the fortune of being my sister. She was a math major. She loves math. Doesn't that, that and that. And she's a teacher now. So I had the opportunity of like, my parents were very supportive of everything that I did. Totally. When I, when I went from sports to theater, they were very happy. They were very okay with that. When I, when I say I wanted to start producing music, when I say I wanted to start doing filmmaking, like they were, supportive they were they were not like totally. you, you need to go become an engineer you need to go become a doctor which i'm so fortunate about but that's not the like a majority a of lot of a people. majority of kids across the world is like you need to go become a doctor you need to go become a psychiatrist because the expectation for a lot of people like especially in different countries where the cultures are different is that that kid's going to come home and take care of that uh, that, that parent totally because that the kind of 401ks and stuff isn't set up across the set up across the rest of the world so it's just really disheartening to see, like you were saying, like the suppression of the arts almost because of totally. just financial irresponsibility. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like, obviously, parents want like their kids to succeed, but sometimes that looks like them pushing other ideas and like goals on them rather than like pursuing their dreams. Because to be honest with you, there are job opportunities everywhere. You might not make it as like a big time like composer or whatever, but that does not mean they're not going to be composer opportunities for you or mm-hmm. like yeah. producing opportunities for you. There's so many jobs now that like if you want to do something, I believe that like if you work hard enough, you can get a job in the field you want. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about is like, I I heard I read in this book the time like the pattern with like jobs is like you go from like doctors to like artists and then artists to doctors. Mm. And the reason that is is because like. If you're a doctor, like your 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 parents are a doctor, you see them working all the time. Maybe they're not there all the all the time. Maybe they're working a job they don't like, and that kind of pushes the kids to be like, no, like I don't want that life for myself. I want to pursue what I love, and if that's an art, like then you know they go and be an artist. They try to make it, blah 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 blah. But then like when they have kids, they might see like, oh, like my parents are struggling, or like this, that, and the other. I want something stable, and so that is the opposite of that pattern where they pursue something that maybe they're not passionate about. Because they've seen like their parents pursue their passion and struggle that they're like, if I work hard enough at this, I can just have a stable job, you know, and like Mm. for some people that's enough. But like, to be honest with you, I could not work a nine to five job that I hate no, my whole life. I've told people like I cannot sit in an office at a desk because I, I feel like if Even I do. Even though we're sitting at an office. In a de- I, I think a I could But this is, this, this, no, is a, this is very this different. Is a, this is a kidding. creative space. Yeah. <laughs> this is a creative office. Um, but like I, <laughs> I get bored really easily of the same thing. Totally. Um, which is why I love filmmaking because it's always new and fresh and there's always stuff. Even though you're kind of doing the same thing, there's always a different situation, different circumstance to go yeah. to. If you're like a person who does IT, not to disrespect IT people at all. We need them. We need them. But like you're you're going to be solving the same problems. Like yeah. the, my, my email isn't working. My Wi-Fi isn't totally. working. Then there's never going to be something like new and fresh. It'll get bored really quickly. And I'm not going to lie. Some people love that lifestyle what just love I, I, oh, yeah, it's oh, not, there's totally, beauty in routine yeah. there's beauty in some routine. some people like i think all of us and the reason we're all here and we're in film school is like we're all big dreamers but to be honest some people just have smaller dreams and mm-hmm. they're just like I, this is exactly what i want to do because i want to have a stable job so that i can have a house you know like their dreams might be different and like some people i know have like a very simple life they work the same job in the trades every single day you know they go to church they hang out with their friends and like they love that lifestyle. That's like they are fulfilled by that, which is amazing. But I look at that and I'm like, that would not fulfill me ever. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be pursuing something different. I need to be growing. I need to be like empowering people all the time, meeting new people. But for some people, like that simple life is fulfilling to them. And like if that's your, if that's what you want to do, do it. Well, I yeah. think I think that the goals are completely different there because it'd be like I'm working every day nine to five so I can provide for my family. Totally. So I can go on vacations. I can retire early. 
because it's a lot less risky than pursuing arts as we talked about like earlier but like i feel like that could be a big goal like you're working towards this by trying to do some simple like task or job Mm -hmm. yeah i completely agree yeah i mean you could have bigger dreams that to the they could be big to yourself but to the world they seem smaller scale yes um to own a house that's a big deal it's a big like my my parents have been working to own their house they've been trying to pay off their house last 30 years so it's like it's a it's a big deal to own your own home to own all of your cars to own all of your furniture in your house to not be paying rent to a landlord like that is a that that is i would define that as a successful life yeah if you if you die debt free like that's a w Hundred percent. Like you can, that's like more than probably ninety-five percent of the people that are di- that die, they probably die in debt. Yep. And yeah. then it get passed on to their kids, and they they can't pay it off, and that gets passed on to their kids, and their kids, and their kids, and it's just like this endless cycle of just debt, and s- kind of somewhat woes caused by one person of totally. that was somewhat financially irresponsible. But like for me personally, to go back to what you said about people being fulfilled with um, different goals, is like my entire family is teachers. My uncle's a teacher. My dad, it, my, my dad's different, but my mom's my, my sister's a teacher. My cousins are all teachers, um, in different fields. Like my cousin, my, my two cousin, my cousin and his or hus- her husband, they are married and they teach. And she teaches kinesiology. He's a woodshop teacher. My sister's a math teacher. My other cousin is he teaches piano and he, he gives like um, symphony lessons and stuff. And he's a composer. My mom's a teacher. My aunt's a teacher. My grandma was a teacher. My grandfather's a teacher. So like me. I cannot imagine becoming a teacher. Totally. Like, that's just, that, yeah. in my head, I'm like, I cannot do this. I've been surrounded by these people my entire life. They always talk about education. They always talk about this. And education's a beautiful thing. I'm not bagging on teachers. Teachers are awesome and amazing. I'm simply saying that for me as an individual, I cannot do teaching. Would I, like, come back to teach Biola if given the opportunity, if I'm, like, between jobs? 100%. But, like, I like would, I, would, I, would I ever go into, like, education like full-time i'm a video production teacher probably not not there's anything wrong with that just because i feel like i couldn't do it like that that takes a certain skill henry you're you're going you're going with your hands i would love to do that really i just want to say i feel like you'd be a good teacher i i said like i would totally go back to my high school and teach high school kids really what would you teach Uh, video production i mean video production like i would love to like have a little studio like, okay. I just do little student films. Yeah, that's because you're, like, an old man on the inside. What? What is that supposed to mean? Hey, no, it's really cute <laughs> and uh, endearing. It's really nice, actually. I, I would love to be your student. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like, And to be honest, like, I kind of understand what Mason's saying. But that's, saying. like, a long-term goal, though. Like, if I would you love teach to do that sure. after I'm done if with If you my teach job. it well, I respect you. See, like, yeah. if you want to go back there and teach it well, do it. It's just that I see it at so many high schools done so badly. Yeah. Where it's, like, these teachers, like, they're using four thousand dollar cameras like they're using lumix cameras with like um, a zeiss lens on it and i'm like these kids don't even know how to change the camera settings yeah like what what's happening totally and i honestly like i think that in the world like the most important thing we need are good teachers i think good Mm. teachers make and break like kids dreams yeah you know like I know a lot of bad teachers. I've had a lot of bad teachers. Not my parents when I was homeschooled. They were good teachers. But, <laughs> but, but like... Shut up, Zach's parents. But, like, I love a teacher that is so invested in, like, facilitating growth in their students. That mm. is the most important thing a teacher can do, especially when it comes to a kid's dreams. And, yes. like, I've met a lot of teachers that are just, like, some people are so passionate about, I just want to, like, help these kids grow and inspire them and empower them. And then I met other teachers that are, like, I'm here because I have it. Like, this is my job. 
You know, and you can tell the difference and you can tell the difference it makes on a kid's life. A bad teacher can ruin a class for a kid. Mm. Even a class of a subject they love. Yes. Yeah. A good teacher can make a subject they hate awesome. Yes. You know, like completely it it makes a difference. And so like totally. I don't think I'd ever see myself as like a, a full time like professor or like school teacher or anything like that. But like I would and like I mean I like I was a youth leader back in Canada because that's where I'm from. Shout out W Canada. And so, like, I personally have such a big passion for, like, pouring into kids and, like, empowering them to grow. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, like, starting with my grade six, seven boys and then watching them, like, graduate from my youth group, like, my, like, little, like, cohort of kids. Your your little microcosm of society. Yeah, and watching how they, like, started to, like, where they were when they, like, graduated and went on to new youth leaders. I've never been so, like moved Mm. by like how like me who like still has a lot to figure out and like with my best friend who is my like co-leader how we could like influence these kids in that kind of way yeah so i personally i would love to like do that for people and like inspire people and pour into them but i feel like if i could like if biola brought me back as a professor like every once in a while i would 100 percent say yes i think that'd be pretty sick that'd be so dope be so cool or like to do a master class i think that would be pretty that'd be cool you know, Masterclass in podcasting. Totally. <laughs> hey, you never know. Masterclass in multimedia podcasting. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't think I could do a full-time teaching position, but at the same time, yes. I do love to connect with people and help them grow. I didn't mean to, if I, if I earlier sounded like I was ragging no, on teachers. No, you didn't. I didn't, didn't mean to. I guess like I said my entire family's teachers, so if I rag on them, I'm going to get an earful from my parents. No, you didn't. Uh, you sounded your, like... Your entire family also went to APU, didn't they? They, so my, they did. Problem. Most of my family did go to APU. That's a, problem that's a bit of a tough one there. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's hit, let's hit with the, some intro music, and then we can... Uh, <laughs> we're 30 minutes in, and we haven't done the intros yet, so uh, let's hit let's hit them with the intro music, boys. Are doing we? Disney? Yeah. It's a nice break. I I'm just kind of relax and listen to some tunes. Uh, yeah, come on, check it. Okay, you want you want to freestyle now? Sure, I go. Go. Two bros, one podcast, three boys sitting in a booth, about to talk in the mics, maybe say some things, but hopefully spit some truth. Ooh. Oh. That was really good. That was really good. Like he said, guys, welcome to Two Bros, One Podcast. I'm Mason. I'm Zach. And I'm Henry. And today joining us in the studio, we have our wonderful friend, Jonah. Jonah, say to the people what you feel. Sad. Wow. <laughs> what was that? Jonah, Do we need to have a I conversation, like how, Jonah? The freestyle was so good, but you said three guys sitting in a booth when we were clearly joined by four, four guys. guys. Well, we were, but yeah, but three guys are speaking into the mic. So. They oh, also yeah, don't yeah. know there's four people here. Now there are well, four now people we, here. There, yes. We have established. Uh, Jonah, once again, say you're four person. Sad. <laughs> Bro. Well, okay. Give the give the people what they want, I not the they, truth. Lie to they, them. Maybe they want sad. I don't know. Sad. I Sometimes mean, you I need mean, to be sad to be happy. We got a we, we got a realist in in the house tonight, <laughs> he, today. He is the realist. Jonah is the realist. Jonah is the realist. For real. So, Sometimes you need to have bad times to appreciate the good times. To appreciate Facts. the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He just threw his hands up in the air. And was like, well, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> this is this. Well, okay, so. Uh, we just had a really good productive conversation. I feel like that was like was like that was like our most meaningful conversation. That was we had like on the podcast such a <laughs> such a conversation. <laughs> I'm um, so proud of it. Before the intro, like we we ever, it just went really deep before we even started. The yeah, intro. yeah, we had like a whole different plan. It was uh, actually we were gonna talk about like Riz 
and some prom experiences. We talked a little bit. We about talked it. about it. If we end up using it, we talked about it yeah. a little bit. No, I, I I deleted it, so oh, okay. it's not there anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just kidding. Now we're gonna go into a little bit of a, I guess, a more lighthearted subject. Okay. Um, we're gonna hit him. We're gonna hit him with the favorite Disneyland rides. Okay. Should I go first or should I go last? I know Kay. I know Zach has a contract. The hype one. the hype up that I've heard from this is pretty insane because you, Franny, your girlfriend, had said last night like he has a dumb ride. Okay. And you were like, Oh no, it's great. And I was like, Is it Peter Pan's fight? Because no. like that's a dumb ride. No, I, hey, what if that's like some if, kid's favorite ride? Yeah. Like we can't Okay. It's Jonah's favorite ride. <laughs> what if that's Jonah Jonah, is, is that your favorite, favorite ride? ride? What? <laughs> Peter Pan's flight? Who says it is, who says it isn't? If you say it's a small world, I'm going. Something bad is gonna happen to you, bro. Sad. Okay, well, okay. I will start with my favorite ride. Okay. My girlfriend. Every time I say what my favorite ride is, she rolls her eyes and laughs at me, and it makes me feel awful because it is my favorite ride of all time. I hate your ride. I hate your favorite ride. Okay, I haven't even told you what it is yet. I know it. I hate it already. I just feel like it's gonna be something like it's so shocking. Okay, my favorite ride is Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. Oh, I hate that ride. No, it <laughs> is the best ride at Disneyland. I, okay, hold on, hold on, pause. Maybe it's not uh, the best ride, but it is my favorite ride. Okay, I mean, like, there's a difference there, yeah. Come on, growing up as a kid, I could use the joystick to spin around and shoot Zerg. Like, what more could a little kid want? I've been to Disneyland An actually one time. interesting, enjoyable experience. No, you gotta, you're just like my girlfriend. I was 17 when I was at Disney for the first time, and it was only one time. I've you were 17? Yep. I, I have been and on that ride so many times. I know all the secret targets. I know how to get, like, the max score. Like, I am, like, the highest grade of space cadet you can be because I play that ride so much. I walked away from that ride with a massive headache. <sighs> and I was like, I would never go on that again. You're joking. No, I really? maybe I would with you because so, you know all the secrets. I feel Thank like goodness. I feel like Star Tours is um would be, like, a more reasonable best one no i went on star tours low-key recently it's no, awesome uh, no it's so cool bro when, when they jump into hyperspace i was like that's crazy no then like because they they upgraded star tours for the new star wars movies. yeah yeah like they redid it's it so awesome it's so like the, the jump to hyperspace there's like a visible like boom like you you can feel it no yeah it the feels whole like room it. shakes yeah or like actually physically but move. it wasn't like just a normal simulator it like felt like so much more yeah they did better but i'm not done talking about astro blasters uh, mason back, what back what is your hot take on my favorite ride um I, yeah, it's, it's a bad pick. Darn it! Out of, I disagree. No, I, but out of all of the things you could have picked, I'm gonna cry like, in the booth. Like it's Disney, like haunted mansion with extra steps, basically. No, kids. but you get to shoot things and spin a cart around. That's like the same thing as Midway Mania. Oh my gosh, Disneyland has so many shooter rides. No, yeah, <laughs> now they do. Okay, but Buzz, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster is the best out of the three. Come on. No, no. Yes. No, it's 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 the most childish out of the three. That's why it's good. <laughs> What do you What do you mean? I'm about to fight you. <laughs> Ding is, dong! Your is... opinion is wrong. Oh! <laughs> Dang! Really hit me with my own line, Mason. Put that yes. on a shirt, Mason. Put yeah. that on a shirt. That dude, we're merch coming soon. Probably not, but eventually. <laughs> okay, fine. I will understand that it's not the best ride at Disneyland, but for nostalgic reasons, it's my favorite. Is it okay? because you have such an emotional attachment to it, or can you just not? Can you actually think it's the best ride at Disneyland? No, I don't think it's the best. I have emotional attachment, but it is like it is objectively a fun ride. It, okay. it is fun. Especially I didn't have a lot of fun. But technically, so is Monsters, Inc. Oh, no, that's not a good ride. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, I also love Buzz Lightyear, like, at the character. Oh, like, okay. I had, like, Buzz Lightyear pajamas. What would you think of Lightyear the movie? <sighs> Wasted potential. <laughs> oh, that's, Wasted that's potential. The only... Do you think they should have brought back Tim Allen? 100%. Yes, why not? He's still alive. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't... I mean, okay, I didn't mind Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. 
Because I kind of loved the idea of it being a movie that the toy was based off of. I think that was a clever idea. Yes, but idea. he didn't say his famous line once. No, I know. Wait, I never saw the movie. Did he not say to infinity and beyond? No, not once. Well, he says it, but like it's oh. never finished. He goes like to infinity and beyond. Like it's, but he never like says it the way he says it. That's so so annoying. It's just like it was kind of a weak storyline. It was exciting, like the first like. So doesn't it minutes. exist? In, I haven't seen it. It's like this is like a movie inside of the Toy Story universe that's like played for Andy in and the theaters. In the theaters, and then they make the. It's like the toy, Tim Allen's version of the toy is like the pro. It's like the, the character. No, but isn't that. it? It's like isn't it technically live action to Andy? Yeah, I There's think so it's many live things action. Happening. It's, it's a really weird thing, but I thought it was kind of a creative take on it. But why? Just in my head, I'm like, why would that? Why would they have a different voice actor? Because why would they have the toy model be the same voice as the 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 character the toy was based off? Because that makes sense. Why would they have the voice actor for a toy that's alive in the first place? They might as well keep the same guy. No, I I thought it was a smart call to not have them be the same thing. To be honest with you, because they are different characters. But you ju- you just said that Tim Allen, you like would have preferred Tim Allen to be the okay, the and that, that but that was before I remembered why. It was a Buzz Lightyear movie in the Toy Story universe. Not okay. that it was the sa- it's not the same buzz. That's the difference. <laughs> but I mean, well, it, it is the same buzz because like like usually when they do characters and like merchandise, they just clip from the movie. Okay. Yeah, you're actually completely right. So I, my thing I, is, I fall, is like I take back what I said. You're it's right. Like, it wouldn't be it would two be different voice actors. It wouldn't you're be right. two different voice actors doing the same thing. No, you're. It would be right. just they clip audio from the movie. And then they put, put, that, the put that into the toy. I think Tim Allen just doesn't get enough work these okay, days. Okay, so then my question is, is every single toy have the same voice? Like, do you think Woody, as a like as the toy, do you think if somebody brought another Woody, it came to life, it would have the exact same voice as this Woody? Or is that Woody special? Wait, didn't no. didn't another Buzz come alive? Or no? No. There, no, I... I do you see what I mean, though? Yeah, it did. I, toy Story 2. I too. had... I, I had a Woody, like a Woody thing, and it was just Reach for the Sky from like. No, I'm, but I'm talking about in the show. No, but oh, like in the movie, Toy like Story in the movie, two. Yeah, they're, when they're in the toy store, all those Buzz Lightyear's oh, come yeah, alive. Oh yeah, it has, oh, and they have all the same. You're right. And then also in the in the movie, like in the show, like the marionette show with with um Woody and and Woody and like all the characters, mm-hmm. he has he has Tim he has Tom Hanks voice. Okay, then yes, it should have been Tim Allen's voice. I I changed my opinion. Okay, I was wrong. I concede. I'm sorry. Ding dong. My opinion was wrong. No, 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 no. Your opinion's so valid. <laughs> except for, it except wasn't with Astro Blasters. Except for Astro Blasters. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, so what are, what's your favorite ride? Yeah, I was Mason? about to ask you that. Um, this is going to sound a little bit of a cop-out. Um, my favorite ride is Space Mountain, okay. which I know. I know. I, no, I totally that. justified. No, but I know that's like, it's like, oh, it's course is Space Mountain. But when you when you think of the technology behind Space Mountain, the fact that they can make you feel like you're going 60 miles an hour when you're only going 23 yeah. is incredible to me. No, I completely I just about agree. To say that. That's a completely fair favorite ride. Like that is a go-to every time I'm in Disney. I was sitting in the car with my sister and we were both screaming and it was going 23 miles an hour. It's it's an, it's incredible. Like, you feel like going so much faster. You know that um what's it, in Toontown there's like a roller coaster in the back of Toontown? Yes. They it goes faster than Space Mountain. No, I know. Slinky's it, Slinky's Dog Dash? No. That's definitely in Florida. That's yeah. I've never have, been to DCA, so oh. no. It's in Toontown. It's in the back of Disneyland. It's past Small World. You've never been to this Disneyland. He has. I have. Oh. I don't know what Toontown is. Oh, Maybe I oh my gosh! It's like where Mickey and Minnie's house is. Yeah. Oh, and there's I don't the think I've seen that. Roger, I've been one day. What? I've been to Disneyland. Roger Rabbit's thing, like his ride, is the creepiest ride ever. Oh, it's so scary. It's no, terrifying. it's terrifying. It but is the, so. The weird. thing is, though, kids don't know that movie. It's from the 90s. Yeah, who from Roger Rabbit? It would, a but fantastic movie. I wish they implemented that kind of movie more often. 
But that movie is just strange. I love it though. It's just a weird. But isn't it like borderline like? It's not a kids movie. It, I thought it. I thought it is a kids movie. No, like definitely not. It's pretty intense for a kids movie. But I think like, for when it came out, it was like pretty revolutionary to have comic like cartoons that we love, in a movie with live action play people. Set the made the way for um what is that uh, Space Jam? Was it yeah. before Space Jam? Yes, I think okay. so. I think yeah, it was definitely before, I thought before Space Jam. No, well, it was before. Well, the first movie to do it was Mary Poppins, right? That was the first movie to have cartoons in a live action movie. Yeah, Mary Poppins is the first. That was way before. Which that was really good, well, but like yeah. I feel like the way they implement it in Roger Rabbit is different than in Mary Poppins because they go to like a different world, like they go to a fantasy world in Mary Poppins, where in Roger Rabbit, like they just live, they coexist, cartoons and real humans. Yeah, Space Mountain. The fact that they can do, I so totally many agree. Things. Second best ride there. Um, what's second the first ba- best Astro Blasters. We'll get the, no, it's not Astro Blasters. No, co- no, no further nope. comment. No, nope. I feel like you're gonna be like a guy who's like, oh, it's um, uh, it's wait, what's that ride called? Space. I mean, Splash Mountain. No, the no, the new one, the Incredible Coaster. No, 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 the one where it's um, the Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. Uh, Rise of the Resistance. Re- no, yeah. Rise. Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, yeah, Rise, Rise of the Resistance. Oh, it's Rise of the Resistance. That's such a good no. ride because it's so good. And I stuff. didn't get the full Rise experience because the animatronic was broken. That's oh, so sad. The, uh, the Kylo Ren animatronic was broken. See that that ride. It was still great, but it wasn't. I actually like Smuggler's Run better. Really? Because, Which one? Because really? it was broken. Smuggler's, Smuggler's Run, Run is not the Falcon. Not, Smuggler's Falcon Run is one. not a good ride. What? The the Falcon one. When are you gonna pilot the Falcon? Yeah. Oh, uh, you think that's your the best ride? No, I thought it was better than. Oh, Rise. I can I disagree because oh, I haven't Rise gotten is, the full Rise experience. Yes. Okay, fair enough. That's yes. why Rise is fantastic. Yeah. See, I think with that ride, I think that like changes the game for the potential for ride experiences. Because, like, the fact that it's on, like, uh, coasters so it can travel, like, multi-directions. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that you go up and down, like, elevators. And, like, it literally is like you're traveling through movie sets from the actual movie. It's yes. like the modern-day Tower of Terror. Yeah. Like, yes. it is the most immersive ride at Disneyland, for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. And yeah. also the fact that there's no track and it's, like, everything's independent. That's All crazy. All they're programmed. And, oh. like, the, the elevators, like, when you when you go up to those those AT, 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 ATs, ATNTs. they're crazy big they're yeah. like they're like probably what 40 feet tall no they're massive and they can move complete like the the whole head of the thing can move no yeah. it's crazy in terms of like what ride potential can be like yeah. but yes. but henry please enlighten us i didn't what get is the your full favorite? experience what is your favorite the ride? best ride is the indiana jones ride come on oh that's a <laughs> okay, valid one okay, okay. See? and it's simply because the second you get in the line you're like this is completely different than everything else there yeah fair enough and and i I don't cry much, but when I saw Indy on that rope, I, you te- I teared up a little bit. I teared oh up. Gosh. It was the most nostalgic thing I've ever had. Were you like a? Were you like? Are you an Indiana Jones kind of kind of guy? I yeah, I I've been a big fan of Indiana Jones, and it was something about it. It was fantastic. I I can completely agree. And I, re- I yeah, I don't know. I remember being a short kid for my whole life, and I still am. I'm just like a short t adult, a young adult. But I remember the first time I was tall enough to go on that ride. And it's it was a, it was for my seventh birthday, which I spent experience. at Disneyland. Really? And that ride was momentous. Like it was a monumental event to finally be tall enough to ride Indiana Jones. And I left being like, that is the best ride at Disneyland. The part for, the part where a, you go over the brief, chasm for a brief yeah. second, and then I realized, wait a minute, Astro Blasters. Oh, okay. Just just for a brief second. Yes. That's only it. Momentary lapse of judgment. But anyways, yeah. talk about Indy. Let's talk about it. The the chasm, the chasm scene, like directly over when when you that, that like it's the like swinging that bridge. bridge. Yeah, that oh. is crazy looking. Even when you, I know it's only like what twenty feet in the air, yes. but even when you're on the ride, like and you can see it, it looks like it's crazy just endless bottomless pit. Yeah, and we were on it where it was timed up, where the cart that was in front of us was coming towards us on a separate rail when we were going over the bridge, and so like it was like 
almost a near miss with two moving objects. That is so sick. Yeah, it's it timed crazy. up perfectly like that. And if you think about how long that ride has been at Disneyland with the technology that they, technology that they had at the time, like that is one of the coolest rides. The fact that it still holds up, and I, I still don't understand some of the stuff they do, yeah. is incredible to me. Yeah. Well, and I feel like they, they cheat a lot with like lighting and effects because if you think about it, like when that boulder is like, when you're going down, the boulder looks like it's going to fall on you. It's just strobe lights. Yeah, and it's you're just, moving it's forward. Just strobe, and yeah, you're moving, and moving forward. forward, and it's just, but it's just. Yeah. Every single time, I'm like, it is going to crush me. No, yeah. it's it's and it's probably made of foam too. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Whereas like <laughs> what like tw- probably thirty pounds, maybe yeah. maybe less. Yeah, whereas like less. nowadays with that technology, they could make the rock like fall almost on us and then like pull it back up. Like yeah, but or they would make it fall and they would also make you fall. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Like a drop but tower. what I'm saying is that the fact that that movie that that movie itself inspired so many other like rides and attractions and then to that that attraction inspired like because like indiana jones was like the basis for tower of terror because it, w- it was before tower of terror just yeah you know. yeah, yeah yeah um it was for tower of terror it was for like all all of like the non-conforming ride systems that we have today and like cart ride systems especially yep. like longer more intense dark rides because dark rides used to just be like um oh, i'm wandering around and there's these things happening around me Haunted versus <laughs> versus yeah. now it's like dark rides are really immersive experiences that can be very thrilling yeah and like the the, the the part when they like when the cart goes this way and or like to the left and it like flies you out of your seat like that i get that gets my heart rate up oh like, yeah i'm like wow. the whole time i'm like oh are we gonna survive it's and a like, very adrenaline are, yeah. i it's, completely agree so it's also like it takes you through a whole story which is and nice. yeah it's, it's not, not even just like the an ride indie themed it's, ride it's an, an indie experience even though you're in a line with hundreds of other people you're still immersed in a cave or like a temple yeah like, yeah. I don't know. If you had asked me that whole area, is that what Adventureland? Yeah. That's my favorite part of the whole park. That show building is yeah. huge, but it's mostly underground. Yeah. yeah. I, the Indy and what, what's their jungle cruise? Jungle cruise. It's like you're in the middle of Southern California and you feel like you're, like in you're in completely Africa. in a jungle. Yeah. Like you are in a jungle. Okay. So I want to talk about it. What do you think the most underrated Disneyland ride is? Oh, geez. Um, I got to say for me. It's either Star Tours, like because I, like okay. I said, I rode Star Tours again, and I was like, "Dang!" Like, well, this is it got revamped with the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I was like, "Supremely better." This is incredibly dope. Or Loki, the uh, the weird, wacky thing, the 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 train ride, Storybook Land. Yeah, that is a dope ride. Like all the miniatures are so cool. Oh, completely. I I actually agree with you, but I have a different answer because like Henry mentioned it. Well, isn't your favorite the no most my Astro Blast <laughs> Blast is, is not the most underrated ride. It is where kids' dreams come true. Okay. All right, all right. I think I think Jungle Cruise is a very underrated ride. I love Jungle I, Cruise. I, think I don't Jungle... think that's underrated. Really? It's so many people's favorite. No, I don't think it's... so. I don't think for kids, though, I think it's a ride that once you get older, you really appreciate. But as a kid, you're kind of like, this is kind of boring. This guy's yeah. not telling funny jokes, and like the water's bubbling when they say there's alligators. But then yeah. you get older, yeah. and you're like, this is a cool ride. Well, because you, you, you get the humor of the joke because they're not supposed to be funny. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's so much Hilarious. funnier. Yeah. No, like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's underrated because kids don't appreciate it, but, like, the parents do. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're like, this is a funny ride. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough to make an awful movie out of it. Lo- no, Loki, the fact that they managed to make a storyline out of literally nothing I'm was incredible. Impressed. But it's just, like, the movie still kind of sucked. Loki, but Dwayne Johnson playing. The Rock, <laughs> the Rock turning out to be some, like, Spanish um That was his best. Dude. I think that was his best acting movie. That was his best moment. Like where yeah. he was also Emily Blunt. Like who doesn't like Emily Blunt? Not yeah, that's true. Ever. And the the part where she's like doing the camera stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's like Super 8 millimeter, and like it's from like the 50s. And I'm <laughs> As like, a only film you, ride, only I love you. that too. <laughs> okay, I, I like that too. too. 
Super 8 <laughs> film is super expensive. It It is. I would love, like, it's my dream to, like, tour with a band or, like, tour with my band and, and film the, the whole, whole thing, thing on Super 8. Yes. Super expensive, but super epic. I want to I wanna own a 35mm camera that's, like, handheld. A video film camera? No, like, a 35mm film camera that they shoot, like, they shot, like, Cleo from 5 to 7 on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Where it's, like, ha- it's a handheld 35mm camera. Yeah. That you can, that it's not huge and bulky and stuff. You can, like, get a 35mm roll, put it in there, and you can shoot with it handheld. Yeah, that'd be super cool. Like, that's incredible. Imagine shooting I- a 35mm film handheld. No, it'd be epic. That's kind of why I want to get a Super 8. Mm-hmm. It's just expensive. But, so, yeah. Your your recent camera purchase, let's talk about that. Oh, well, I bought, okay, backstory. I love shooting film photography, and, like, for the longest time I had this, I had a Canon A1, okay, and that's a 35mm uh, single-lens reflection camera. Yes. And so I loved it. It was my dad's. He got it from his dad. Unfortunately, I was skimboarding, and I was as I was going back into the shore, I had picked up my backpack because we were leaving, and I thought I would skimboard like across a puddle like one more time. And as I went to jump across the puddle, my backpack unzipped and my camera fell into the ocean. Oof. So I'm I, so sorry. Oh, it was so sad. That's I, every I, camera nerd's worst nightmare. I actually cried. Uh, but since then, being in California, I picked up one. And usually they're priced like 200 bucks. But I got this one for $30 because there are some things broken with it that I'm going to mm. fix. But you said the, gl- the, fr- the reflector glass is broken, right? Uh, no, there's there's some smudges on the on just the viewfinder that I can fix, mm. but it just needs it needs a bit of work on the shutter and it needs a new battery. Okay. But the guy I bought it from did not know anything about cameras, so like mm. it was a pretty Taking good Taking advantage of the people that don't know what to do with it. He was a really nice guy, and I was like, honestly, it's broken. Like I'm not gonna pay. He wanted like seventy five bucks for it. Seventy five. Like, and I was like, I'm not paying that. How I'm much was the repairs gonna cost? Do you think? I mean, it in theory it could work with a battery, which will cost me like ten dollars. Oh, okay. But if I do, I'll do all the maintenance myself. I'll fix the shutter and all that stuff. So yeah. it won't cost me, cost me that much money at all. Mm-hmm. And then I might end up selling it and getting another one. <laughs> I have my eye on a few film cameras that I really want that I won't disclose because I'm trying to buy them before like TikTok or something blows them up and then they become crazy expensive because mm. they're like super niche, very cool, and they take fantastic photos and they're super underground. So I'm not even going to disclose what they are until I have one, and then I can be like, "Okay, you guys should buy this." Okay, it's an iPhone camera, isn't it? It's, I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't know if uh, if this podcast is going to change really change the game in terms of it, it uh, will. <laughs> in terms of whether or not you're going to be able to get those film cameras, um, our whole 50 I, listeners. No, <laughs> hey, <laughs> they can drive out of film market. Honestly, honestly, because there's only so many of them made. That's going to be incredible. The, the, what was more incredible was three grown men playing Geometry Dash in a library last night. At you midnight. mean when we were supposed to be doing homework? At like 11.30 at I night. think we both gave up. I think we all three gave up that we were going to do homework and just decided to... I had to... no homework. Okay, I was just there. Was you were going to leave. This was a very impromptu <laughs> plan, but we sat there. We're like, oh, we should do homework. And then Henry just, out of the blue, starts playing Geometry Dash with the music blasting. And me and Mason are like, you know, we have homework to do. Henry was going to leave like 10 minutes before. <laughs> I was going to leave, go to bed, do homework, whatever. Exactly. And and I, I was going to be in the library myself, which I'm okay with. Which is totally fine. But then we're like, hey, like, basically was like, I'm going to download this skin. And I was like, so am I. And, and so then, we both paid $2. <laughs> we both paid. It was three forty nine for me because I had to pay Canadian dollars. Oh, my gosh. You and the Canada Canadian Day. money. You know, the Canadian money. But you got to get, get your bank figured out. Got to get that bank. You know, Bank of America, please accept my application for a credit card. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was the best experience of my life. <laughs> Just being able 
to play Geometry Dash. Okay, and I, I didn't we know. We were all so dialed But I, in. I didn't know we were racing. So I was like playing the level I stopped, stopped on last time because I, I hadn't re-downloaded the, my, all my progress got deleted. So I just was going to start from Jumper. And then they're like, oh no, we're racing. So literally, I'm like two levels behind them as they're trying to, you guys are playing right now, aren't you? Yeah, we're definitely going to pick it up. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, I'll play no music. the music. No music, guys. Guys, guys. Oh, I died. I'm playing Meltdown, so it's okay, a different story. So okay, let's go back to this story really quick because we spent, what, like an hour? 30, 45 minutes to an hour. Playing in, this. In a little private room. In, in the library. library, so people we were, were so outside were probably in. people outside were probably studying, yeah, doing homework, oh, and, we all blasting, and we were yeah. blasting Geometry Dash, and all of us were at different parts of the of the of thing, so it was like three different songs going on at <laughs> once. All at once, everyone's dying, the song's restarting. I'm terrible at Geometry Dash. What? I'm no, terrible. you're not. I did crush him in the competition, but he really? did. He, I had he a head really start, good. like I had a very large head start, and Zach beat me. Hey, if it comes to like Minecraft, I'll be you any day. I'll build. I'll build you everything. Tomorrow might be crazy. Oh, my schedule tomorrow. We're gonna ridiculous. get like we're gonna get out of the theater at like two in the morning. No, you don't understand how crazy tomorrow is for me. It's I wake up in the morning. So usually Thursday is my busiest day school wise. Yep, okay, mm-hmm. but here's all the extra things that I added. So I wake up in the morning. We have first year Santa Monica at nine thirty. I'm probably gonna go to the gym before that because my girlfriend loves to go to the gym in the morning. So we're probably gonna go to the gym in the morning. Go to first year Sam. Right after first year Sam, Zach King is coming to do. Uh, just like a guest speaking thing yes. for our senior thesis for one of our class. Henry's going to ask well, him yeah. to uh, come join the podcast. Hopefully, Zach Maybe, King will come to the podcast. Hopefully that ages well. Hopefully. Like, hopefully. Hopefully he comes on the podcast. Who knows? Right after that, I have Talk Abroad, which is basically I have to talk for 30 minutes in Spanish with a native Spanish speaker, you know, wherever they're from. I think our speaker is from Venezuela. It's so dope. But before that, you have visual aesthetics. Before that, I have visual aesthetics. And there's a quiz. Right. So I have, a, I, have, <laughs> I have visual aesthetics, a quiz, then my talk abroad. Right after talk abroad, then I have to eat food at some point. Okay. Do a three-hour lecture class for visual storytelling with Jim Hope, who is awesome. It's a three, oh, three yeah, hours. Visual storytelling is three Right hours. after that ends, which ends at like 7.30, then I have from 7.30, I have a 30-minute break. I have lacrosse practice for an hour. I have to leave lacrosse practice early to go see Connor do a presentation for the Film Music Guild. On I, have to go, I have to go to that, too. I have to go to that, too. I want to go not to that. Have I don't to. have to. Not no, have to. None of us have to go I, to have, I have been we, going we all, on my own to that club. We all have the opportunity so. to go see Connor present. I'm, yeah. s- I'm so About excited. About his passion. His true passion. Is he doing Geometry Dash? No. Here, here's the thing. Most people just go, like, most people for that class you're telling me just go, like, here's a film score. Like, listen to it. Connor is actually creating, like, a lesson. One of the film scores. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Yeah, don't do Basically, that. Basically, like, why it's made, how it's made, and like, like it's actually gonna be like a crazy lesson. Like he's so passionate about it, it's amazing. It's, it's gonna awesome. be insane. And then right after that, we're gonna go see Black Panther. Yes. Which is basically gonna end at like two in the morning. Two in the morning. And then we're then driving we... back. And then I have class the next morning. Oh, you oh have my gosh. cinema. I have, cl- <laughs> I have class. Like see, the rest, class. The rest of us it's in the like studio have class. nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep in. Yep. That sounds like such a good opportunity. I can't even sleep on Saturday. I have, I have work at eight thirty. Saturday, I have three lacrosse games. What? Three. That's we play two back to back, and then we have like an hour break, and then I have another lacrosse. You guys Saturday, are gonna be Saturday. I have so to go gassed. to one of his games. Can I come too? Yeah. Yay! I don't know how much I'll play because I'm a new player and I don't really know what I'm doing. But I'll. I mean, I will are play. you what 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 position do you play? Are I'm you? A, I'm a midi. I'm assuming you're not face off. No, I'm not face off. I'm like usually on the left or the right side. Oh, okay, cool. But I play three games, and then on Friday we have our last football game. Are you coming, Mason? Football. Uh, we do have that on football. 
Friday. Oh yes. We can't even sleep in because I I can't sleep in because I have a soccer game at like nine. Ah, uh, I can sleep in. Wait, Friday's <laughs> last football game. Are we gonna win? We'll a be game? dialed in. Who knows? So. Oh, football. We haven't talked about football. We need to practice. Yeah. Well, the thing. Okay, here's the thing. I uh, think do we, we don't. I think practice doesn't really matter. I don't think we need to practice. I think. I think at this point, it's just like people aren't gonna show up to practice to run plays, so it's fine. Okay. You know what I realized though about like the senior teams? They don't even do plays. You know that? No, I know. No, it's because they're bigger than us, and they ha- they have more of an established relationship. That's yeah, literally the only reason. Yeah. So and they're seniors. We've known each other for two months, two and a half months. It Sweet. feels like I've known you guys for a long time. I, I know. Thinking, it okay. seems that too. I was thinking about how crazy that was. This this is like today when I was walking to my first class. Like, I feel like one, I've known you guys for so long, but also I realized like outside of our university lives, which feels like it consumes everything about our life right now, mm-hmm. we all have completely different lives back home. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. We have completely different friends, completely different but I wonder, like, families. We go off for the summer and then maybe we see each other. Maybe during I'm the summer. I'm hoping so. But yeah. like, it's point. just so crazy. But are we going to feel homesick? Like, I'm like, like, I'm gonna like, miss you guys. Oh like, no! Like Biola, where like can we go back now? Yeah. What you know I've what, I mean? what what I've been told is that it feels like borderline like Harry Potter, where you have all these friends that are coming together for this. Like you're with them most of the time, and then you just scatter. And then everyone goes back to their cu- like yeah. covered. But under then the all. But then everyone's like, where did this relationship? Where did my community go? Like I've I've spent you know such and such amount of time building this community, and then all I did was just like disband it within like uh, within a second and just like a bye and i'll see you later i'm good like i can't even think about like when we're done university like, yeah because like the next four years we're gonna do this like and all then the we time. just like have like, a production company yeah okay yeah, we, that's just, fine. we just we just build a production, a production company that's let's do the podcast at the production company production company forever production company called to be determined podcast called to be determined we 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 build it <laughs> we build it out for real the whole the whole situation um, Zach's like the idea of I'll be, sharing a I'll production be company assistant. with two other people is is I'll be is his assistant. Scary to me. That's so funny. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> like not in a bad way. Well, no, because I was thinking the exact I'll same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like, what if we have two separate production companies that share a lot? Yeah. That we collaborate because like I want to build my own enterprise. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, that's yes, so yes. funny. You. That's exactly what I was. Gonna, I was like, oh, so we're gonna share. I'll work as your secretary. But to be honest with you, I would be totally okay with sharing. No, the last thing I want. Okay, I know we talked about going to a house in a couple of semesters, but like I, the last thing I want is for us to become a content house. Like that seems. No. Why? That'd be so epic. No, bro. You know who'd be doing that? Zach. Tell me content houses. He would houses? be with no, his no, phone no, 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 or no. his camera. He put a camera in every corner of the tell house. Tell me, content houses are like the most like cringiest thing you can do. Okay, it doesn't have to be a content. It doesn't have to be like a hype house. But basically, what I'm thinking <laughs> is like. Well, actually, to be honest, Team I just want to—I just want to cook breakfast for the homies. <laughs> we can just, do that. I just want to have a kitchen that we like. Can you imagine if we all lived in a house, bro? Okay, but can we cook tickling breakfast the homies without in recording? The morning? Sounds like a crazy yeah, idea. Yeah, no, we don't have to cook breakfast and record with the homies. But like, we're all like in the film industry. Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, I'm working on a short. Who wants to be DP? Exactly. Oh, sick. Not exactly. like. Hey guys, what's up? We're, uh, I'm gonna go wake up the boys. Like you know, it's, like, it's we're gonna like go. We're, I, I have a I, I have a plane ticket, and I don't even know where it is. And I'm gonna give it to one person, and everyone's gonna fight for it by jumping on a mattress twenty times. No, I would do that. Like that. That sounds fun. Okay, but they make so much money. They okay. Contact is houses? I would is money do, is, is money worth yes. your soul? No, no, one hundred percent. No, but here's the thing, Mason. Mason. Oh, here, it's definitely Jonah's worth got it. money input. is worth your soul. It's not. It's not. But here's the yes. thing. Here's the thing. I think it is. Here's the thing, Mason. I do the dumb stuff for free. So if I record it and somebody <laughs> will pay me to do that, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Me and my buddies, like, we want to take $500 each, see who can buy the best road trip car, and, like, just caravan three $500 vehicles. Under sub-$500 vehicles, 
across the country, doing whatever paint job we want, doing any mods we want. You basically want it. You basically want to do a, a grand tour episode. Basically, but we, we we're, we're gonna do it for free anyways. Like, can I can I be the DP? Yes. I'm so yes. down. Yes. Can I oh, can I buy one of the cars? Yes. No. Like seriously, but how funny would that be? Like we could do it our own. We could do it in LA. Yeah, no, like, oh, tr- try, see, seeing if $200,000 cars can get across LA. But, like, just, like, oh how fun gosh. would it be to just, like, buy a car, insure it without doing any mods to it, completely, like, give it a rattle can paint job, lower it on your own, do all these mods, whatever, and then just, like, travel to, like, take it to Las Vegas. That'd, That'd be, be crazy. so funny. And then we and then we inevitably break down in the middle of the desert and then die. we hop in then, but then we hop <laughs> into the other five hundred dollars that's still running and we just keep going. And then that one dies twenty minutes out of Las Vegas car and we walk the in the sand. No, but like can't through think about Death it. Valley, if, like if we're all in Death these, Valley like, is nowhere. Near I don't know where Las that Vegas. is. If we're all in these like trashy cars, I'm gonna be like scratching paint with y'all like on the in the middle of the road. Like, oh, just, like bro, no, I would, cars. I would I would key your car in the parking that's lot. That's what I mean. <laughs> How funny would that be? I would do that anyways. Can so I, like to film it, somebody maybe will watch it, and then we'll get money from it. Yeah, it's and then that funds the next sub five hundred dollar car project. Yeah, no, no, the sub five hundred dollar plane project. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yacht. <laughs> Hard pass. The yacht project. Like, I want to own a yacht. That's my that's my goal. Is really? that your? It, not you to wanna, production I wanna, company. I want a yacht, and I want my pilot's license. I want my pilot's license. Pilot's license are really expensive to get, but they're so cool. For th- in three months, you can get it if you work like do your, if you train full time, and it costs like eleven grand. US. Yeah. Did you know that CBU has like an aviation school? Oh yeah. No, wait, CBU does. They have a full like on aviation school, and they have like a plane that they use to like 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 a pro- like a commercial airliner they own. That's so that crazy. they can like go use. See, my ex girlfriend's dad, he goes, he went to Walla Walla University, which is in Washington. Whoa. And they have like because it's like there's so much land there where the university is they have like their own flight pro like course you can take you can take aviation as an elective and basically at the end of the course you get your pilot's license that's so cool an elective? No, it's so what? Yeah. imagine paying for your pilot's license by paying tuition no that's literally what he did that's crazy and, like he has a story like because you have to study like this your whole course basically and your final is like the final pilot's exam and part of the exam is they're flying you you're in an airplane and like you have to do like cross-country flights for like that's like your assignment basically, what? do a co- cross country flight. Yeah, that's crazy. So like he just flies for the course, and so at the end you have to do this big pilot. Wait, exam. but do you have to like pay like to get a like flight time? You do have to pay a little bit extra, I think, but it's not like as much as it costs to get a regular one, like just for fun. Okay, my because it go- is still through the tuition. My, yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? One of my friends is attending the JetBlue Academy right now. I really? Have, yeah, one of the kids I was gonna be a roommate with here, he dropped out of Biola to go to the Air Force Academy. But anyways. That's- to go back to this story, the final exam, if you fail it, you basically have to completely retake the course, which is really stressful. Wow. But wow. literally, he was in the air, and the pilot just cut the engine without telling him, and he went, where are you going to land? What? Yep. Where are you going to land? And then, like, obviously, like, the, the, the instructor knows, like, there's an airstrip, like, 50, like, you know, a few miles away. Oh, so, like, it was, like. But, like, but he doesn't know that. Okay, so he has to like find someone. So he has to be like, where am I gonna land? And then eventually like, he sees his land. Does he have to like find like a tower, like tower, tower, tower? No, because you're in the middle failure. of nowhere. Oh, okay. So he just like cuts it in. A, where are you gonna land? There's not even like a tower anywhere nearby. No, that's terrifying. And so he has to land the plane. But then they also do the whole thing where you fly up till your engine stalls, and then you're basically free falling. Really? Oh my god. Until you know you start the engine back and you keep going. But that's part of the exam. What? Yep. That sounds crazy. Oh. Do you know want to hear that the scan's going to freak you out? What? So there's like regional towers um, 
so w- towers that aren't connected to airports that yeah. like in the middle of nowhere like deserts and stuff yeah. or um like big forested areas where there's no like airports but there's these towers so like that it, planes can talk to each other yep. yeah um they close at five o'clock in the af- in the afternoon what and so from five to nine from five from like you're five to own. six p.m to like 9 a.m the next morning those regional towers are closed and it is just pilots talking to each other to see if they won't hit each other. Like, there's no air traffic controlment unless you're in the vicinity of an airport. There is no air. If you're flying over, like, the desert or you're flying over, like, if you're flying over, like, the Washington, um, like, it, from Washington into Canada, all that forested yeah, yeah. area, that is all, if you're flying there at night, that is all just pilots, like, checking their, like, on, constantly on their radar, checking the vicinity to make sure they're not going to hit anybody else. That's low-key kind of crazy. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I feel like that would be less scary if you, like, get the hang of it, though. Because think about it. That's like driving on a dark, like... Two, like two-way road. Yeah, that's like except the, that's like you're except, scared of hitting a moose. No, yeah. except mm. the road goes every direction, and there could be anyone coming at okay, you anytime. Okay, that is pretty scary. You're right. It's not like because if it's you're not driving, like it's one way. If you're on a two-lane road, there's like you know that there's going to be cars either in front of you or behind you, that's and true. that's it, no, or, that's or beside you, and you'll see them every time. With the thing with air, it could come from anywhere. It, it can come, come from, it can from anywhere, you. and you you have a very limited amount of like view. So yeah. there's windows everywhere on a car, but there is only, especially if you're a pilot, like there's there's windows everywhere else on the on the plane. You're not gonna the cabin's locked. You're not gonna see the windows from the passengers. You're just gonna totally. see your front two windows. And when you think about it, there is like there it's sunken in the cockpit. It, they have to look up to see anything. No, that is pretty scary. I won't lie. Yeah, especially at nighttime. Yeah, that is a terrifying thing. Why would and they Why would they close it at night when like Why wouldn't they close it like in the I middle of the day? Dude, air because, traffic control is insane. Because it's just. Hard. That's you, so crazy. Funny story it's about the most teachers. Stressful job. We brought oh. up teachers. Um, they are the they make the most decisions in a day, second only to air traffic control. Teachers do. Yeah. That's why air traffic control is the most stressful job ever. It that's is. That's like out of every job in the world, that's the one I would not. Hold like. on, pause. Did you guys ever play that game on your phone where you had to like draw the light, like the tar- like the directions for like which airplane you're supposed to go? Yeah. yeah. I it, used to that be obsessed. Was the most I used to be obsessed. Ever. Did you guys ever play RC pilots? Yes. That's the greatest game ever invented. I completely agree. I played Dynamic Flight Simulator on Roblox. <laughs> what? On, on Roblox. That game is phenomenal. Nah. What does that even mean? Obstacle courses on Roblox or survive the <laughs> Dude, disasters? Honestly, all of Roblox. Top tier Roblox games. But there was this flight simulator game that like I was obsessed with. And then now have you played like the new Microsoft Flight Sim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That is incredible. And to be honest with you, I have a friend who, like, we have a friend that's a pilot. So he let my friend Alex fly, like, off the record. But, like, you know. You know, they're in an airplane. What are they going to do when they're in the middle of yeah. the So they, mm-hmm. he, he let my friend Alex fly. And because of the flight sim, because he played it all the time, he, like, actually knew what to do. Really? Because the, the mechanics are, like, dead on accurate. Well, because there's um there's a, a CMA major. He's friends with one of – he's friends with this – he's friends with Ethan, who's with my RA. And he would say, like, he would try to find flights that get him to layovers so that he can get on more planes because he's that obsessed with aviation. Well, and he loves F1. He, like, has a – I went to his we, – we went to his house. We filmed something there. He has a full racing sim in his room. That's so sick. Like, three, like three-monitor racing simulator for, yeah. like, F1. He has a huge, like, Red Bull, like, 2019 spec on his wall. And then he has a, like, full-on, like, gyroscope, po- cockpit-style, like, everything. That's crazy. And it's insane. His PC is, like – totally rigged out he has a 3090 in there wow it's like insane that's quite the setup also flying a plane i feel like would be boring after a while flying a plane yeah but the thing is i don't know if it would because like you could go anywhere you want like i i Mm, I, for a while i was on aviation tiktok mm. where my whole feed was just people that were pilots 
they have fly-in neighborhoods, by the way. Instead of having cars and drive-ins, they have it's all. Planes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's um, there's one in Big Bear. That's so cool. But like, I there's this one video where it's like they're going to like, I don't remember. They're flying across the country to some cool beach or something, and they literally once they get up to the air, they just put it on autopilot, and like the one guy's like eating soup, <laughs> watching Netflix, and he like literally looks over like the camera pans, and the other plane is right beside him, and he's like waving, also like playing <laughs> video games, <laughs> like. That's so sick because, like, on a car, like, you have autopilot. There's going to be cars on the road. But in the yeah. air, for the most part, it's just you guys flying. Unless you're at night. Yeah. <laughs> when it's just night. scared. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like that would be so fun. Like, I could get back home in three hours That's if incredible. I just had a plane. Have you ever seen the – um? this is a little bit more to- topic change, but still on planes. Have you ever seen the, um, the like, 9-11 graph of, like, all of the air, the airspace in America? And then, like, oh, when it, it just, gets closed it, it, and just it just nothing. clears? Yeah. Yeah. It's the craziest diagram. Yeah, you know where they went? They went to um, um, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I've seen Come From Away, bro. The so craziest good. story. Come From Away is basically like a very small town. What is co- what's it? Was the called, town name? It was um, like 500 people. No, okay. what was the town called though? Oh, um, oh my gosh. Gander. And they, and they Gander, let... Newfoundland. And so basically when all the planes were stuck in the air, they were basically like, we will take them. Because they had this massive airport because it was the halfway point between the two continents. So okay. like yeah. when... Before jets were made, before jet planes were made, they would have like you know propeller planes, and they needed free, they needed to stop refuel. Yeah. yeah. So they had this giant airport because it was like the most easiest way to get up there because it was like you could because the way the world spins, you fly this way, you fly upwards. Right. So they would land at Newfoundland and then come down across Canada and into America, and um, so when the airspace got cleared after 9/11, what they did was like all of these 38 planes that were just re- were redirected to this airport in the middle of nowhere. Four thousand planes landed there. Wow. And this town, like, the like the ho- like it was, like, a 500-people town. Okay. And so, basically, like, they were, like, running out of food. Like, they were trying to figure out, like, ev- like everybody in their homes were, like, letting people stay with them. Mm-hmm. It was this crazy story. Like, people started, like, shipping in food for them. And, like, it was, like, what? How long were they there? They were there for, like, 17 days. Yeah. Wow. And, like, at the same time, like, none of these guys, they'd been in the air for hours. Some people were, like in the air for like 12 hour flights and they were going to land soon and they got redirected and they they, they had to because no one knew what to do with them yeah. so they were like sitting on the airstrip like for another 20 hours yeah it's it's actually bonkers so they all go to this how, small town how much infrastructure did they have like well it was a it, you, like, the were they parking planes in like open fields they were parking planes on the airport tarmac but the airport's huge it's a okay. giant the airport. airport is huge but like, it's a tiny tiny town right it's a super small town because it was 4,000 planes is like it was That's it was thirty it was thirty eight planes four thousand people. Oh, I wasn't gonna correct you, but uh, yeah, it no, was totally. to say four thousand planes, planes is like is a lot. like well, the biggest the, airport in the world. Yes, you're correct. The one. estimates are like four thousand to seven thousand people were on the planes. Um, four thousand planes were forced to land at the nearest airport. Yes, and the nearest airport for most of the people coming from like Alaska or um, Canada or like vacations yes, from okay. Europe were were, were redirected to New, to Newfoundland. Yes, that's okay. Yeah, you got it. And it's actually incredible because the story because some people imagine. Being a, directly affected by 9-11, but, like, having no idea it's ha- it happened. Oh, yeah. Like, because these crazy. people didn't have, they didn't have, like, news. Oh, no, yeah, cause yeah. Now, now you'd be, like, live TV. No, not, not, e- not even then. Not even then because. No, no, now, now you would. You don't get, you, they don't have live broadcasts on planes anymore. They did. Okay. They messes with the ago. instruments. So, oh, I, really? I, I got some facts. So, basically, the town was just under 10,000 people. All right? And so, when the planes landed, the 38 planes, they had 7,000 people arrive in Gander. Okay. So this town is made for like 10,000 people. So like there's not a lot extra space for these people yeah. to like be in. Yeah. And it's like in the middle of the tundra, right? It's like basically just like 
rocky right it's like it's an island but when it like but the airport that they all landed at when it first opened in 1938 it was the largest airport in the world wow so pretty crazy but the stories of these people because what what the show what the show did it's come from away it's it's like um it's done from like a storytelling perspective so like these people are telling narrating the the actors are narrating the story as it's happening and it's so cool because the like they they formed relationships with these people like people people got married married from being like in this whole situation Yeah. yeah Yeah, but just I, I felt for them like I would do that. Oh, I would totally do that. If but, I got on the ground and like I had a girlfriend and be like, we just were in the air when the biggest terrorist attack of the U.S. Yeah. history. I'd be like, we're getting paid. no like, people like, that like met on the, pra- on the plane. Like strangers met on the like plane. Like you got on this plane and you met somebody on this plane and they're getting married now. Like yeah, they got married. Oh, I would do that too. <laughs> I would totally do that. Henry would. Oh, come on, dude. That's not ring by spring. That, that, that that's, that's ring, ring by like that's ring by the next seat. Yeah. <laughs> I would totally do that, though. Bro, you went from an aisle seat to walking down the aisle. Ooh, For real. I like that one. <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. Holy smokes. <laughs> That'd be a long t-shirt. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> but, like, that's literally what happened. And that's crazy. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But, like, they like when they were stuck in the air, like, no contact to their families. Their families have no... We had the last topic because we, we, we always want to end something with like a with like a quick statement um, yep. hopefully this doesn't lead to another 40 minute conversation like favorite candies last time okay um, yeah. favorite candle scent it's Christmas you know you, you got all those Christmas scents coming in let's 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 see favorite candle scent uh, for what time of year because that's the biggest question just in general because like Christmas low key Christmas scents can work all all times of the year I mean for yeah for me at least I uh, peppermint then I, really? I'm not, peppermint? I don't like mint flavored things but for some reason like I love the pe- smell of peppermint. Okay. Mm, okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of a sucker for like the Bed Bath and Beyond like fun scents. Oh, like they're like birthday cake. They have like a or limited like edition. Sparkling champagne cider. No, they have a limited edition. Sometimes I just go in and pick candles based on like what the color of the label is. The champagne soap. For, sorry, this is no, from Bed Bath and Beyond. Is I love the smell of that. The like champagne one of my, one soap. Of my friends in high school always brought that in. Not soap, lotion. Sorry, lotion, not yeah. not soap. Yeah, she didn't bring in soap. Lotion, and she would just like pass it around the class, and everyone would be like, and then they smell mm. their hands. I had a girl that did that in my class too, but they have like a limited edition like hot chocolate candle. Whoa, Smells... is it brown? Yes. Whoa, is it like is it like a nice brown or is it like a no, gross it's, looking? No, it's brown. a nice brown. Is that what you were smells... burning the other night? No, the one that I have in my room. It was a gift. It is a butterscotch candle, and man, that does it smell good. so good that in my smelled room. You guys can have really candles good. in your room. No. Uh, see, ra. <laughs> Hold on, Th- don't cut this from the podcast. But you're not supposed to have candles. Clam- I think all universities, you're not allowed to have candles in your dorm. No. But at the same time, when you walk in and it smells like butterscotch, you're going to be an awful person to be like, don't do that. If you're allowed to have a toaster in your room, you can have a candle. You're not allowed to have a toaster in your room. You're not allowed to have a microwave. Are you not? Okay. (laughs) Because someone in my room who lives with me. As in you? No, I do not own a toaster. (laughs) Probably his roommate. My roommate, who we already said his name earlier in the podcast, (laughs) but we're not going to repeat it now, has a toaster. And I used it one time to... Like to like with a pop tart. I didn't burn the pop tart. It was very undercooked, but it's the the whole room. Something must have gotten burned in that. Oh thing. my gosh! See, the whole why, room. That's and I'm why like, you're not allowed toasters in a dorm. Yeah. Because because all of like the all the crumbs fall to that little thing, and yeah. if you don't oh, yeah. clean it out for a while, it, it can burn. it can yeah, yeah, catch yeah. fire. But yeah, you're not supposed to have a candle. But like, man, my room smells so good. I'm so good at it. I didn't know wickless candles was a thing though. Yeah, it's like um, you can like, you can just burn the wax. No, no, no. It's like it's just like a candle without the wick, and then you like put it on like a heater, and then it like yo. Well, that's yeah, exactly what you, you burn said. it. I'm without, so sorry. You burn without the wick. Let's burn the wax. I'm so I'm so. 
I'm so sorry for undermining your very true statement because I didn't understand that you said wax and not wicks. Yeah, you just burn the wax. No, no, you just take the wax and you it just melt. You just like no, exactly what you said. I'm so sorry. You 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 know what it is. See, I did, I didn't at the time. It's I I okay. Here's the thing. I love candles and I love burning candles. My family's allergic to them, so I was always pissed whenever I got a candle. I always because I would always try to get candles. My family's allergic to them, so they How? Don't. How is your family allergic to candles? What, my what dad, in it? Okay, is, are they for reference, to? my dad um, had to get allergy shots twice a week until he was like 15 um, okay. because he has such bad allergies. Wow. Okay. So, like, every time allergies, like, like I, I kid you not, there'll be days where his eye just like waters all day long. Mine does that. I have, al- I have allergies long. like that. Seasonal allergies, like to grass and pollen, I have that. Yes. I literally won't, like, look like I'm dead. Really? Yeah, oh. like, my eyes, like, one of them will be super swelly up. And like the other one will like water all day long. Yeah, he's, I have that so bad. Yeah, he just it's just like I I don't know how his tear glands work at this point because I feel like he has so many things. unlimited tears. That's what happens with allergies. It's so, so awful. many things going through his. Through I've his... I've never been so miserable than when I get my seasonal allergies. Yeah, no lie. I don't I don't really get. It's weird because me and my sister don't really have allergies. Like I I can get allergies where I'm like oh like I'm stuffy today because of all the pollen in the air. Yeah, but like not anywhere near no, his allergies. My face looks completely different. What? I look like I Those girls have champagne. I look like I face a like I look like I face Mike Tyson in the arena. Like my face I don't look the same. I promise you. If you ever see me like when do you usually get this? Like spring. Spring? spring? Okay. So yeah. like Mighty so Mighty Ducks, I'm assuming you didn't film during the spring? No, it was in November. Okay. No, but like but you are saying like if you need to film a really emotional scene. Springtime. <laughs> but I don't I don't have allergies out here though. Cut. We're gonna get we're gonna get back to it in spring, guys. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go back to this though. How is your family allergic to candles? What is it in candles? I don't know. They're to? just it's like I think it's either the smoke or just like the scent. They they don't like scents. Okay. In terms of like they like they like the way our house smells. That makes no sense. So like I don't like flavor? It. scents. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, awful candle pun. I'm sorry. Put that it on was, a shirt. It was good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They've never told me why they're allergic, but I just know that I wasn't allowed to have scents when I was a kid. Um, like really, really loud. Like, like I, I love, I love this one called birthday cake. And it was like this candle I got from one of my friends for like a secret Santa. Okay. It was a wonderful scent. And I wanted to go take it to my room so bad. My mom, my parents wouldn't let me have an open flame in my room for some reason, which made me really sad. That's Were you allowed to wear deodorant? Um, yeah, how does that apply? <laughs> like, were you allowed deodorant, but like not candles? How or like those scented like sh- like uh, markers? Or like what about cologne? Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't allowed cologne. Wasn't, really? Wasn't or allowed, like cooking? Wasn't flavor. allowed scented markers. My deodorant is like barely. It's like just somewhat. That's somewhat. crazy. Yeah, no, they're like hypersensitive See, to it. I understand that if you're like a nurse, like if your mom's a nurse, because like you have to have everything unscented, like unscented soap, unscented yeah. shampoo, because like. A lot of people are super sensitive like that, but like mm-hmm. your whole family's teachers, like that's crazy. Well, to think, my my mom's a first grade teacher. She's around little sweaty kids all day. So, do you think it's caused because of like the environments they're in, or do like that's they possible? Always have it? That's possible. I, or just could be because my dad's such like he's has hypersensitive to scents and stuff. So that's crazy. He's just super, you know, he's allergic to everything basically during the season. So he's just hypersensitive to it. Fair enough. I get that. Which stinks because, it, it, but it doesn't stink. Uh, Nothing stinks. Oh my gosh, Zach. <laughs> Get that on a shirt. Jeez, it doesn't stink. We're just full of shirt quotes tonight. <laughs> full, I'm just full of shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh. The best vol- the best volleyball name for a team ever is Sets on the Beach. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. Well, we just played a team called How I Set Your Mother. <laughs> you know you that's did a not. pretty one. That's a pretty good name. I like that's that name. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, we beat them. The name was better. Although than we're the like team. four and one, so we beat a lot of people. 
Okay, so your favorite is your favorite candle then birthday cake? No, my favorite candle is um is Christmas vanilla. It's like slightly uh, different than normal vanilla, but it's Christmas flavored. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> describe Yo, that's describe your favorite can, like can you describe what Christmas difference? tastes like. Can you tell me the difference one more time? <laughs> it's like normal vanilla, but it smells more Christmassy and it tastes like Christmas. Oh, you ate the candle? No, when you no maybe when that's you why you took a bite of no. you took a bite of Santa Claus. <laughs> maybe maybe Mason wasn't no, allowed candles. No, you know when you <laughs> because he would eat them. <laughs> you know when you you know when you walk into a room and like you can taste it that the, it's so pungent you can taste it. Kind of a little bit. Like I like like when you, you when you walk into like a, a, an I Italian. I just imagine you as a kid eating candles now. I can't get the image <laughs> out of my mind, Mason. When you when you when you walk into like an Italian lick. lick. No, Shut no, up. No no. Both Mason, of you be quiet. No. <laughs> he's Mason, denying it. He's no, denying Mason's it. the kind of kid that would bite his candles. <laughs> like he's got teeth. His mom would come into his room and be like, Mason, did you bite the candle again? And he'd be like, No. <laughs> and it's like on the, and it's on the ground, like in shambles. But did you eat chapstick and like low key roll? No, see, I knew it. Oh no, 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 chapstick, chapstick, bro. I'm telling you, I was a kid. I would munch on those chapsticks. It was insane. You little candle muncher. I know it's in you. I didn't munch candles. There was this girl who rode my bus who would take those Mr. Scent or Mr. Whatever, you know, a markers and yeah, and then color her lips with them as like um lipstick. Nah. And then she'd have like a different scented lip. That's so foul. Mason, you're probably the kid that sniffed Sharpies too, I bet. He's not allowed to talk. Bro, I still sniff Sharpies. <laughs> <laughs> oh! No, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Can't you it. literally get high from that? No, yes, but if you do it in moderation, no. <laughs> see, see, ask Mason. What's your limit, Mason? <laughs> what? I don't know. Mason, Mason, when, according, it, according Mason to... when it comes to Sharpie sniffing, are you like a lightweight or a heavyweight? Bro, Ooh. I'm so heavy. <laughs> you already know. You can give me, you can give me a Sharpie pack, and I'll sniff those things till they're dry, and I, I, won't, I won't feel a thing. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you taste the color? <laughs> what? I, I know. I'll just lower it. That's so crazy, Mason. So, we've established. Your... Okay. Well, Guys, I hope you know this is all a joke. Like, I actually don't do any of this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, about, I don't, I don't know about the chapstick at this point. No. Oh no, the chapstick is true. Okay, <laughs> um, but like everything else is not true. Oh really? <laughs> okay, so then what does Christmas taste like? Okay, so do you know like if you ever had the lemon Lysol scent like yes. in your house? Yes, it smells I love like that. Lysol. <laughs> it smells like that. I what? The the, the lemon Lysol like like the fresh the fresh what? cold See, Christmas to me is like pine P- warm pine cinnamon peppermint warm Christmas is anything but warm Christmas is cold no you're completely wrong it's no. all warm the what the what is a we feel- sit by a fire when you think about a Christmas no you tree. sit by a fire in Minnesota and because yeah, it's and so cold, does because Mr. it's Canadian cold outside over Mr. Canadian sits by a fire too but we go outside and play football we also play football yeah shirtless in the, in the snow. snow thank you that's he a joke it. right. No, no, we literally do serious. that. That's a family thing. We play either wiffle ball or we do play football. Have you guys ever played turkey turkey football? What's that? With a turkey. When you take a tur- like a frozen butterball turkey and play with it as a, have, and like as, as a football, it's a crazy game. Can we do that? Loki, we can. See, my family's all like in the heart court in the heart courtyard. Yes, on the turf field. Yes. <sighs> no, I would be so down for week before football. Thanksgiving. Let's do it. Yes. All right, let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it. No, last See, day. See, look it. We would the, do that for free, but if we filmed it, somebody might watch it and pay us. The Tuesday before th- the, the Tuesday, the, the last day of school before break, we're gonna go. We're gonna go play turkey football. Yeah, we also need to plan Friendsgiving. Oh, yes, we're we gonna do. do that at Franny's house. Mm. Yes. Okay, but back so to at this, that point, is it Franny's giving? This, yeah, it's Franny's giving. But I completely disagree with you. Christmas is not cold, although it is snowy. Like when you think about a Christmas tree, it's like warm lights. The feeling of love is warm. Like, where are you getting this cold from? No, cold is in like, 
like I just because it's so unique in California. Like I know it's it's cold where you guys are unique. always. I don't think you've experienced a real Christmas. No, I haven't. I, so. I haven't. Like I I've always been in a place where it's like that's, seventy degrees. Last that's year, so sad. Last year in California, it was a hundred and five degrees before Thanksgiving. And before we probably Christmas. had a foot and a half of snow on the ground. Same. It was a hundred. Like like we were. But even Californians, like I'm usually wearing jeans and like a jacket before the week before the week before Christmas. I kid you not, last year, I was in shorts and a t-shirt, and I was baking. Mason, I literally want to cry, because I feel like everybody needs to deserve, everybody needs to experience a white Christmas, like, at least once. I've oh, never, yeah. I've never even been in snow on, like, the, on Christmas. Like, it is the most magical thing ever. I know, Ma- I know Jonah probably has it, because he lives in Arizona. No, he's laughing about something else. Okay, but, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But, like, seriously, no, I will take you to my house for Christmas. Not my house, my grandma's house, because there'll be more snow. Okay, but there's nothing more magical than, like... On a, on Christmas Day, it's snowing outside. You you're sitting by the fireplace with your family. You know you read the Christmas story and you like open your your gifts. Once again, Zach, just like last podcast, if you will pay for me to fly to Canada, I will gladly come with you. Okay. If, as long as he needs to try Timmy's. Honestly, maybe we again. Should just, okay, maybe we should experience. just plan a trip to Canada. We can we can go to Canada's Wonderland this summer. Like that's that's on the other side. Of I the know, country. but like we honestly. That's in Toronto. Oh. Guys, we have to we have to plan a white Christmas before we all graduate. Like, I need it to happen for you guys. It's the most magical thing. Well, ever. he's had but, a white Christmas. I know, Henry. Don't you agree? It's so Journalism magical. Oh, I love it. I, Journalism I just, in Arizona. I, I remember, like, my oh, okay. Christmases in, I mean, Minneapolis is usually just frozen. Yeah. So it's like Chicago area. That's where the snow is. Yeah. I so mean, like I would we, even go we'll to New York inside, for snow. Yeah, New York, Chicago. We're inside by the tree, wood fire. I think that I think this food. is a great this is a great thing. Yeah, we I need like to have how it happen. we started the podcast like this very like thoughtful conversation about like arts and arts and career path, and now we're ending on White Christmas, which honestly is it's, a full circle moment. It's also, so that's, magical. It's, White Christmas it's such a beautiful is one thing. of the best Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but mm-hmm. but for that, now, I think this is like probably our most. Even though this is our second one, this was our most meaningful, passionate, <laughs> especially before the intro. Now. Yes, yes, I think I think this was a full full people. Um, a full people. A f- sorry, a full circle podcast. A great yeah. podcast. I feel close. We're ending with the Christmas talk when it's still early, thir- like early. We November. need Chris. Can do you have Christmas outro music? No, I, I'm <laughs> a Christmas purist, and I don't believe in believe in let's, this. He's an after let's, Thanksgiving. Let's guy. talk about that next podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's well, we we had it slated for this podcast, but oh. we're at a, we're we're at, we're at a good amount of time. I think. I, th- oh, I yeah. think that was great. Thank we're, you for listening so much. This is Two Bros on Podcast. I'm Mason. I'm Zach, and I'm Henry, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Why'd you do that? I pressed the wrong button. (laughs) 